Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh my God. Times have changed. There are no rules. You're gonna love it. Hello and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week we're here to discuss the biggest new shows on Binge. My name is John Boehm, here with Ali Herbert-Burns, and together we look after all the TV and movies that you see on Binge. Ali, this week we've got two brand new shows that start with B. (laughs) (laughs) You could create another one of your alphabet carousels, John. Yes, we have the new British series Boat Story crime series and we have a new comedy called bookie okay awesome well should we head to the british seaside to discuss boat story are you telling me you can't use a few million quid where would we keep it we haven't met but you have something of mine he's the tailor this is called the tailor this is the biggest and most horrific thing ever to happen in this town With a five-star review from The Guardian calling it worthy of Tarantino or the Coen brothers, the brand-new BBC drama Boat Story is a violent, funny, and truly unique story of two strangers thrown together when fate throws them a multi-million pound opportunity. Ali, we get a lot of great British shows on binge. This one is a bit more on the, like, edgy side, would you say? You can totally say that. It's, yeah. it's different. It's really different. It feels different. It feels like a movie in terms of some of the film choices and the way it's presented. It, it is different. Yeah. So it's got a weird voiceover. It's got some like title cards where it tells you like what's happening or what's coming up. Like an um, old Western. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Almost like a silent Meanwhile, film. back at the saloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, totally really interesting. But at the core of it is a really compelling, simple story which is a boat has washed up on the shore and the two main characters separately walking with their dogs on the beach, they stumble on it and they find millions of pounds of cocaine along with a couple of dead bodies. And they've both been hard up in life recently. So instead of calling the cops about the dead bodies, they decide to take the cocaine and then inevitably a string of things ensue. So yeah, that's the basic plot of the the story. The two leads are played brilliantly by Daisy Haggard, which you'll recognize from Back to Life, Breeders and Episodes, along with, you know, a thousand other British things. And Patterson Joseph is the other lead who you'll recognize most recently on Binge from Vigil. He was also in the long-running comedy picture. And just because I just watched the trailer, he's also in the upcoming Wonka film. So yeah, great leading cast. And yeah, it is this sort of interesting, they're not solving a murder. They're basically just making some arguably terrible life decisions and the things that happen as a result of that. Unsurprisingly, when you steal a drug kingpin's millions of pounds worth of cocaine, people start to look for you. So that's kind of where the first episode kicks off. But yeah, really interesting stylistically the way it's presented and also just going into this because I went into it really fresh and the reason I quoted that Guardian review about Quentin Tarantino is there are some quite graphic moments they're all like I don't want to call them comical because they are like really in your face but there's heightened moments of quite extreme violence they come and go quite quickly though don't they but they're the kind of thing Sweeney and Todd style where you just yeah like shocking yeah like a sort of comical amount of blood and things but I think as soon as you pick up the tone of the show which is immediate (laughs) as you start watching it it all sort of fits together I totally agree with you I think this is a BBC one prime time kind of Sunday night show and it just felt 
really unique and different. Like, you know, yeah. the drugs and the smuggling and, you know, you, there's kind of like, okay, I've maybe seen this before, but yeah, just a really unique way to show the underworld and, and the kingpings behind the trade kind of told through everyday people who get dragged into it by finding the drugs and then kind of can't get out you get to learn a little bit more about their backstories and maybe why they made the decision to steal them they're both kind of down on you know gambling and disabilities and things happening that are making life hard for them it's from the production company that's also made among other things back to life which daisy haggard's in Mm -hmm. but also the tourist if people have seen that which is again a sort of heightened british story but again knowing their stuff knowing the brothers stuff it didn't feel like anything they'd done before like liar and yeah things that they've done which are more traditional in their approach it just felt yeah, I was like, they're going to stop making television and go and become the new Coen brothers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. just felt really, I didn't know that this stylistically was in them. Felt no, like, no. Like fresh and different to me. And yeah, and it, yeah, it was really fresh going into it. Not that it's in a similar tone, but a few weeks ago, we talked about the following events are based on a pack of lies, which was another British series that had a relatively traditional story, but was presented in a really different way. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like the BBC had taken some like creative swings. Definitely. And not just telling the same old stories the same old ways, which is good to see. Yeah, and once you got used to the rhythm and the style of this, I just had to turn my eyes and and dip my head when the really gory bits were coming. Most of them I could sense were coming. One was in a dentist's chair and and one was on a conveyor belt. You could kind of sense what was coming. But once you got past those gory bits and really got into the rhythm of the story, I was like, it's so different. But it's not the kind of cosy armchair crime. It's it's really different in how it's been done. So Yeah. I'm hooked. I've only seen the first step, but I'm very keen to see where it goes. There's a little bit of a flash forward, flash back that mm. um, give, gives you a, a great hook. But yeah, new episodes. Do you of- think all those flash forwards are actually going to happen? Well, I don't know. Up. Who knows? I know. <laughs> yeah, no, but I know because it like yeah, stylistically. The way it's presented. Yeah. As, as they're presenting it as directors, I was like, well, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, red herrings, who knows. But yes, so Boat Story is six episodes and new apps are available to watch each Thursday on Binge and it'll all be streaming for you December 21st. So great little summer, summer, Christmas, New Year's binge. Nice and light for Christmas Day. Maybe don't watch with the family, depending on what your family's like. But yes, that is Boat Story. This is one of those moments that people talk about. You find out what you're really made of. Described as the world's second oldest profession, Bookie, created by Chuck Lorre and starring stand-up comic Sebastian Maniscalco, is a brand new dark comedy following a veteran Bookie dealing with the impending legalization of sports gambling in the US, and also features a raft of guest stars, including Charlie Sheen and Ray Romano. Nothing pisses me off more than people. What kind of job do I got? Nobody pays me. What if I make this right with some baseball memorabilia? Guys, I've got Babe Ruth's autopsy report. What I think is really interesting about this one, John, is it's a streaming comedy from Chuck Lorre where he's so famous traditionally for being the king of sitcoms, all the kind of things that have filled network television for so many years. I mean, we could just rattle. You know, Half Man, Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon, Mom. Etc. 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 Greg, Sybil going earlier. Young Sheldon, the Kaminsky method, I suppose, is more recently streaming. But this is also kind of the first thing he's done. A lot of things for CBS and Warner Brothers over the years. Kind of the first big thing he's doing for HBO in America. So it, it, yeah, it felt different, a different way for him to do comedy. And I really like that you're following these characters in the streets of the suburb, and they're basically debt collectors for bookies. 
for people that are gambling and the kind of the it's not full-blown underworld but it's almost the side fringes of it so yeah. there's a little bit of grime and grit to, yeah, to the suburbs and the stories but it's yeah. just actually too kind of a bromance it's two guys hanging out together collecting nowhere near the, the level of boat story but there is a little bit of violence there's a bit of like oh yep, yep guns get pulled which is the world they live in but the world they live in is still like you said not quite deep underworld so like they don't want to get in fights they they, they, they don't want to have a punch up they don't want to break legs and things like that and what i think was a really interesting like reference point to where they're at in the world is when they run into a a uber lyft driver guy who <laughs> is now driving ubers because he used to sell pot but now pot is legalized so he's had to like move on to the next thing and these guys who have obviously spent decades taking these like off the books back alley sports gambling things which in america until very recently has been illegal and is slowly becoming legal and legit in in america so then they're also facing their sort of upheaval of their own industry so yeah it's really interesting and because of the world they're in there's a lot of money there's a lot of people with gambling problems and drug problems but they kind of they keep entering into these interesting characters worlds who haven't been able to pay them back for whatever reason and i guess the most famous <laughs> character they meet in the first episode is charlie sheen playing charlie sheen <laughs> who's teamed up with Ch- chuck Lorre from two and a half men for the first time in over a decade and they're obviously on good terms again because the script pokes a lot of fun at charlie sheen and, and john cryer and the whole two and a half men debacle but yeah, they were all kind of. It was a big two and a half. Yeah, the reunion. The the, the half a, the, the half a man from Two and a Half Men was also there, and yeah, Ray, Ray Romano's also in the first episode. So yeah, I think over the course of these eight episodes, I think we'll see a lot of famous faces come and come in and out of this world. People who aren't familiar, Sebastian Maniscalco is a really big stand-up comic in the US. So you've probably seen him in, on TikTok or he's like Netflix specials and stuff. He's he's massive. So if you know anything about him, you'll absolutely love this. And if you don't, you'll be introduced to him through this series. And the other thing that Chuck Lorre has been known for over his decades and thousands of episodes of television produced is something called a vanity card which is where at the end of the episode he puts up this, like, card for his production company, but he would always use that space to, like, write a little message about what he was thinking about that week or whatever. So it was always kind of a thing of, like, could you pause it or could you read his vanity card at the end of his sitcoms? And when I watched the first episode of this, I was like, oh, is he still going to do it in the streaming world? Like, everyone skips the credits and blah, blah, blah. So I watched to the end and I paused and he does have a vanity card. And it's really interesting. The whole vanity card is about watching TV in the streaming world. So yeah. His vanity cards are only ever up for one second or so. So no one could ever read what's on them. So it's become a bit of a thing, hasn't it? Because you either have to pause the TV to read it, or I think he publishes them on his website or blog or something. So you can, it's almost like he's yeah, like he's it's like his little personal personal Twitter account. Yeah, he's out putting it out to the world every day. Yeah. I kind of love it. Watch till the end of the credits to see what um Chuck Chuck Laurie has to say as well. But yeah, Bookie is going to drop in double episodes. Ooh. There's eight eps in this first season. They're streaming each Thursday on Binge, the same day as they go out in the US. And much like Boat Story, coincidentally, the full season will be available from December 21st. If you want to wait and do a binge, or watch it weekly as it goes out with the rest of the world. But John, knowing you know the history and the you know quality of successful fan favorite television that Chuck Lorre's produced, like I think this is really interesting because it yeah it doesn't feel like 
a young Sheldon or a, you know, two and a half men. It, it feels different from him. But I just think it's really, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see who comes to this show. I think it's going to get a certain following. Yeah. Um, and I re- really interesting point what you were saying about how gambling is different in America to Australia and those rules and, and what makes this universe quite interesting and how it is effectively being upended <laughs> and changed by technology like everything else. And they're kind of like the old guys getting stuck in a system and a world that's moving on them. I'm going to tell you something I never told a client ever. You shouldn't bet on sports. John, we're at the stage of the pod where we talk about dinner party recommendations. Might not be the brand new things landing on binge, but things in our immense catalogue of 20-odd thousand hours of things, movies and shows that we love, recommend, tell our friends about, normally over dinner. Seems to be where you find out what to watch. What have you got for us this week? Well, my dinner party recommendation is actually some stuff that's on binge that the audience, our lovely, lovely audience, has recently decided that they're flocking to. And this is one of my favourite parts of the job is to see the stuff that just sort of organically jumps up the charts for, for whatever reason. Sometimes it's something in the news. Sometimes it just goes viral on social and people decide to jump into it. And we had two great examples of that this week. The first one is only a couple of months old, but it's only just got out in the US. So it's starting to get a little bit of extra noise around it. And that's House of Kardashian, which is an excellent three-part documentary about none other than the Kardashians. But it's done in... I don't want to say serious way, but it, it looks at the Kardashians in like almost historical context. Like it's, you're almost like watching a documentary, like you could be watching a documentary about, you know, a dynasty from a thousand years ago because, you know, they are sort of modern day dynasty. But yeah, it's really well done. And even if you don't have any interest in the Kardashians, I think you would be hard to turn away from this documentary. So House of Kardashians, I wanted to recommend because people are, are finding that again on the platform. And the other one, which I'm embarrassed to say I've only just started watching as a result of our audience telling us how great it is, but that is Banshee. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's only recently been jumping up the charts. Gave me a great reason to, to look at it again. It's from Cinemax, which was like HBO's sort of mm-hmm. edgier, actiony cousin uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. There's four seasons of it. I think there's 38 episodes. And it's about a man who comes out of prison who just happens to share the same name of a local sheriff who dies, and then he sort of adopts his personality, you know, sort of fills in for him in this new community that doesn't know who he is. But yeah, I'm only a little bit in, but it's got like almost Mr. In-Between vibes. Alan Ball, who did Six Feet Under and True Blood, is one of the executive producers. But yeah, it's really interesting. And yeah, thank you to the audience for, you know, getting it on my radar because <laughs> for whatever reason, our people are flocking to it at the moment. So yeah. if you're after a 38 ep sort of actiony thriller mystery, maybe Banshees for you. John, just in terms of we often think, see reasons why things spike. This one, Anthony Starr from The Boys having a moment. Is that kind of part of what's getting yeah. people in, do you think? Yeah, it could be. It's really interesting. You'd, like you never know if it's a cast member or a, a, a clip going viral or any, any number of things or sort of all of them together just sort of put pushing a show up the charts. But, yeah, it's been really interesting to watch um, Banshee grow and grow over the last few days. And, yeah, I'm glad it's in my life now. <laughs> good, good, good. How awesome. Do you, th- you said 38 episodes? Yeah, 38 episodes, four seasons. So oh, plenty get to get, into something. get, get through summer. You know, people say, oh, there's a writer's strike. Where's the shows? Hello, there's so much to get into that you think where people talk about and you haven't watched. Talking about iconic classic shows that deserve a huge audience and this one has one and has been very acclaimed over the years. But I just want to give a shout-out to True Detective, 
we know that there is a new True Detective coming in January next year, and it's actually going to be premiering 10 years from the first ever episode and season of True Detective. True Detective is an anthology series. Each season tells a unique story, new cast, but the first season that was so acclaimed starring Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey in their pursuit, their long pursuit of a serial killer was just outstanding and kind of brought, you know, deep psychologically driven crime just to the fore. So we've got a new new season coming in January that stars Jodie Foster. They often have a really big cast. Second season had Colin Farrell in it amongst others. So yeah, we're really looking forward to this. It's set in Alaska. You might have seen the trailer that's recently been released, but if you love great acting, interesting story and and are looking for a really good crime show, um, True Detective is it. And you've got three seasons that you can watch, all self-contained, if you like, if you want to get into something before the new season starts in January. But you don't need to have seen the other ones before the new one starts anyway, because as I said, they're all kind of standalone anthology stories. Are you a yeah. True Detective fan, John? I am, I am. And I was just thinking before White Lotus got everyone like pumped and thinking about like who would be in the next season or where the yeah. next season would be cast people on especially on Twitter and stuff used to always like have their dream season two or season three true detective cast where you like they'd post a a photo and be like true detective season four it's it's great I really popularized the whole anthology idea and really big stars doing tv which I know is super common these days but even 10 years ago it was really rare to see that level of stardom on on tv so very pumped and very pumped for Jodie Foster and Alaska and the great yeah, setting. So yeah. so, yeah. Time is a flat circle. If everything we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. And that little boy and that little girl, they're going to be in that room again. And again. And again. So this week on Skip Intro, we discussed Boat Story and Bookie, two brand new series on Binge right now. I recommended that you check out the classic Banshee and Ali recommended True Detective, which we've got three seasons of and season four is coming for you in January. So all of these are streaming for you right now on Binge, which of course you can find on your favorite device. I'm John Bolton, joined every week by Ali Herbert Burns. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was produced by Dan Barrett with audio editing and mixing by Chris Yates. And we'll be back next week with more Skip Intro. Skip Intro.